Welcome to the Mrs. Podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the diversity of experiences in Black womanhood. From education to spirituality, we will discuss topics relevant to Black women in today's society. I'm Miss Turquoise. And I'm Miss Lavender. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show. Doing too much. <laughs> Hey girl, you made it to another week in this fantastical hellscape. How exciting! This flaming, flaming, dark skied hellscape <laughs> looks like Mars at noon. <laughs> All right, for love, <laughs> Miss Miss, you want to talk about the rest of the news? Yes, please, please. Finally, let's get into some hot, hot, hot tea, but not really. Okay, so, unless you live under a rock or something, apparently the whole West Coast is on fire. Like, yeah, hell came early to yeah. pick us up. <laughs> but not really, because it's really bad. So, according to the LA Times, um, this fire that's burning right now is the 10th largest in history, in recording history, there are 19 people who lost their lives and 3.1 million acres of land that have been burned. And apparently, I found a map, it's not just in California, the fires have spread to much of like the Southwest. There's little fires literally everywhere. Everywhere? Yes. Yeah, exactly that. They're all through um it's not funny though, actually. It's not. They're all through California, Oregon, Washington, like Idaho. There's some in Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. And it's it's getting worse. Seems like because according to CNN, but we already knew this, it's because of global warming. Mm-hmm. You know? Um the fires that we're experiencing now are eight times larger than the wildfires were in the 1970s. And that's because of like the the gradual warming of the earth. And as the earth gets hotter, the plants get more dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So like any spark, like some stupid sparks from a dumbass gender reveal would set the whole thing ablaze mm-hmm. in like no time. It's like just tinder boxes literally like all over the West Coast. Yeah. So yeah. it's really bad. Um a lot of people were hating on my president. I mean I I get where they were coming from, but like the other day Barack Obama tweeted like, Oh, this is bad. You know, we should do something about this, but everybody's like, You were in office for eight years and you didn't mm-hmm. do anything. So sure. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah but um you know next time the haters want to say global warming isn't real just point in this direction again also the fed aka cheeto and them really haven't said anything about this yeah it's all like local news you know it's really sad like if you're in cali be safe there's like whole towns that have been completely wiped out that don't exist anymore. It's really yeah. bad. It's totally, totally bad. So, Miss, are you ready for the racism yeah. in the story? Because there's some. There's always some. 
There's always some. They can't help yeah. it. Always. So, so, prisoners, those who have been sentenced to jail time in California have been like the largest line of defense against the fires since like World War Two. Mm. Because apparently, you know, only Drew Brees' granddaddy was fighting in that war. And everybody else had to pick Nobody up. Nobody else had relatives. Right, that the right. War. He was the only one. Grandpa Drees. Uh, and everybody else had to pick up the slack. So back then, the like California government started, you know, using the prisoners to fight the fires. They made like a dollar a day to risk their lives essentially something they didn't sign up for and probably do under duress because apparently if you agree to be a firefighter they like shorten your sentence mm-hmm. so it's not like it's even a fair exchange right you're mm-hmm. literally going to risk your life for less jail time which is mm-hmm. akin to for a dollar a day which is like basically institutional slavery I mean um yeah so there was an yeah. article and we know unfortunately the numbers of prisoners right I didn't because this show is ignorant sorry I didn't google how many prisoners are black Hispanic or whatever but we know that most of the people in jails are black Hispanic you know yeah, generally poor you know or at least a disproportionate number. Right, right. That mm-hmm. doesn't even match the pop, the total population. Right. Exactly. So, <clears throat> there was an article from the New York Times that came out in August, in early August, before the fires really got bad, as bad as they are now. And the person they interviewed was saying, was basically complaining that they let too many prisoners out because of overcrowding in jails and like the spread of COVID right so they realized a lot of these jails were crowded earlier in mm. the year and they were spreading COVID you know right so they let some prisoners out but this guy was saying like well who's gonna fight the fires who's gonna protect us if we don't have enough prisoners <laughs> it was really bad we'll link it in the notes but it's it's really cringy and I guess um, bro what's stopping you from volunteering <laughs> right right like who's gonna save us if there's no jail like alright oh, it's really bad the racism of all of it honestly um, so the governor of California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill yesterday I believe that will allow those who are in prison for felony charges it will like expunge their felony records if they fight fires so hopefully they can be employed as firefighters when they get out of jail and earn a nice city salary not that dollar yeah I mean that's good news but my only thing yeah. is um, if they want to you know if they want to A mm-hmm. B will the captains or whoever's in charge of HR at the firehouse will they honor this you know, mm. like it's one thing for the governor to say so. That's fine. Right. But if I went to jail and I became a firefighter and I got out and now I want to go work at you know Station Ten or whatever, but they're like, uh, uh-uh, we don't want no ex-cons in here. Like, what was the point? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully the people will 
you know, the people will honor and hire these guys because mm-hmm. ladies too. I found out that some women from yeah. the women's jail also fight the fires, and it's just like it's so crazy that they go out here and do this incredibly heroic thing, you know, and yeah, still don't get to participate in society. Like, if you have a felony, you can't vote. So many things. Right. So, it's a half measure, but I guess we'll take it. Um, that's a lot. Miss, have you been paying attention to that? Yeah, so... You lived in Cali. Did you I did. Experience the yeah. fires? Yeah. Fires were... There were always fires. Um, like, every summer. There's just kind of what happened. Um, but the, like, blazes and, like, destruction of like acres and acres and acres of land mm-hmm. like that's like that's new word like that's really when i left california so you um, you saying like it got worse now than since you were there yeah damn how many years ago yeah. was that um when did i leave uh I missed like 10 years ago yeah well, or, yeah that article yeah, did say like 10 years the number of blazes is like 800 percent mm-hmm. increase since the 70s mm-hmm. so that makes sense Dang. yeah that's really dangerous miss to go back to the to the article that you were just looking at yeah um so theoretically with the if their records are expunged then yeah. you know theoretically they could be considered like any other applicant but you know if on your resume you put fought fire in, I don't know, San Francisco County mm-hmm. Jail. You know, like, if you put that on your resume, right, that's still, that could be grounds for, like, them not wanting to interview you or whatever. Right. And then um, the article also says that some former inmates convicted of violent offenses, including arson, kidnapping, and rape, would be barred from having their records in sponge, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, what... I think for like sensitive jobs like EMT, firefighter, those types of jobs, mm-hmm. like no, that you, makes know, you wouldn't sense. want you don't want the pedos, you know, certain certain backgrounds, you know. <laughs> no. Um, but I think you're right in that there's still going to be a lot of distri- discretion from like mm-hmm. an HR perspective right. at the different station tens. <laughs> um, so, but hopefully, if those if those folks. Who are in prison who you know are out there on the front lines if that's what they you know want to do then you know i hope that they get to get to utilize the opportunities that are coming out of this yeah i mean that's always you know the wish right yeah yeah <sighs> yeah right. um i know that npr did had some interviews with them i heard that um, if I find one, I'll link it into the show notes. They actually interviewed a couple of their prisoners. I think this was last year, though, when they had fires, last real year. bad fires last yeah. year. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's so important and like so brave. And then like the other guy in the New York Times article was just complaining, but also not volunteering. <laughs> right. It's just you know. Ew. Get a bucket of water, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you Start about? <laughs> Do you want to um, visit Corona Corner or not? Nah? You want to skip it? <laughs> Coronavirus! I mean, Coronavirus! I, we live in Corona It's not Corner. going away. I know. 
We can't skip it. Some no. people said it was over. Your president said it was over. Oh, it's over. Yeah. 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 And there's going to be a vaccine alleg- al- allegedly before a very special day in November. That's what he has right. said. <laughs> An October surprise. October 31st. What a joke. Gross. <laughs> anyway. But in that same time, that's being politicized. Like I know, I can't even. We all want a vaccine, but like, don't don't be gross like that. But he can't help it. He can't. It's the, that's the problem. Which goes into your next point, right? Yeah, which goes directly <laughs> into my next point. So, Bob Woodward, oh Bob, was an investigative journalist who really got popping back in Watergate. But like Nixon, he did a lot of expose and you know got people really informed about that. So he's 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 an elderly gentleman these days, and he mm-hmm. he moonlights on sixty minutes, and he still writes books, expose type, you know. Uh, what do you call it? True crime, the girls love mm-hmm. type stuff. So he wrote a book about Cheeto called Fear in two thousand eighteen. And I guess they just kept talking. Like, that was his boo. He would, like, call him in the middle of the night and stuff and, like, <laughs> divulge his deepest secrets to this guy. Like, Bob is his nigga. Like, I wonder what Bob's doing. Let me get in his DM, I guess. <laughs> What's Bob doing? <laughs> and, then, and Bob, messy, the messy girl that he is, recorded all the conversations. You know? Mm-hmm. He pulled a Kim K and screen cap the whole thing. And, uh,. He got enough to where he's publishing a new book called Rage. You know, it's supposed to be the sequel to Fear. Amazing. And it's supposed to come out next week. But it exposes one giant thing that we all already knew. But I guess, like, the general, like, media, whoever didn't really want to say. Was that, like, Cheeto and them knew about COVID the whole time. And they knew how bad it was about to be. And they didn't want to do anything. Because, allegedly, they didn't want to scare people allegedly scare Mm -hmm. people which is ironic because their whole their whole like platform is fear right but i think them not wanting to scare people meant them not wanting to affect the stock market which went to shit anyway right so what was the point he didn't care about people care about they he had to give his friends time to like dump their whole portfolio those other senators Mm-hmm. That was exactly what they were doing. That's exactly what they did. So, what's I mean, that senator? I don't even remember. The one, the but, one from Georgia. She's but running they're not for in jail. They're not. <laughs> they're not in jail, which is the grossest thing of this whole thing. Is that they're not in jail. They're not even in Let's trouble. Just they just kind of drove off into the sunset. Let's shout her out so that she doesn't get reelected. What's her name? Kelly Loeffler. Kelly Loeffler. And her husband. Piece of shit. They were the ones that dumped all their stocks. And your husband. Raggedy bitches that y'all are. Anyway. Yep. Don't anyway, go for go them. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, miss. No. Drag them. Dox them. I don't care. Yeah. So, we we already knew that. Like, I feel like people on the street knew that, whether they wanted to accept it or not. Because anybody with a Twitter account saw... <laughs> what the rest of the world was doing and how they were responding to COVID and everybody mm-hmm. over here was worried about, ooh, we got spring break or nah. But right. everybody else right. like closed all their airports, shut down everything, like canceled all their events, but everybody over here was just acting like nothing happened. So 
that's the big thing that's really coming out of you know this new book rage but i think i think i just i kept reading it and i just kept getting mad because i was like really disappointed because he knew all this way back then yeah. right and he broke like watergate but mm-hmm. didn't say shit about COVID. He just mm-hmm. sat on it and was like, mm-mm, you gotta buy the book, sis. No, right. like, he's he's complicit in 190,000 people that's dead. Complicit. Like, Unpatriotic. Completely. Treasonous. He doesn't care about America. Lily livered. I don't know. Yellow bellies. Yellow bellied. He doesn't. And I just, he's a capitalist at the end of the day like yeah that's basically it. it's so nasty it's so cringy same thing about um john bolton Ugh. also his brethren who had every single piece of information and proof of all this nation information that was needed to impeach cheeto back in february yep. we had the chance and maybe people could have survived COVID, but also yep. didn't say anything i was like Mm-mm, y'all got about the book what it's just it's really disgusting it's so gross I hope no one buys it but it's like you can pre-order it now and it's already at the top of like every single chart no that's mm. not the point don't give this man money don't give him money Gosh. like he uh, he, he doesn't completed. deserve it all them people die it's just like oh but the book Bob anyway. Woodward with his used to be great you know journalistic <laughs> reputation don't buy his book either no don't buy don't give them any money don't even like it's full of stuff we already knew like it's not none of that is a secret because his boo cheeto like says it all out loud anyway you know he does what are we gonna do with this information nothing you know when it could have been useful right (laughs) it was secretly recorded and just oh i can't wait to write a book off this i don't know American capitalism strikes again. Yeah. Now, for the last piece of capitalist destruction. (laughs) I gotta drink some water for this because this has really made my mouth dry. Okay. The NFL is back. (laughs) Not really. No. So... (laughs) We live in Houston, right? And there's some of us who are just sadomasochists and just want to check the score on the Texans game. Sure. You know, of course. They're down like seven to one million. And we just had to click on it just, just for the punishment, you know, just so mm-hmm. we can feel satisfied that we received our daily dose of punishment. Miss, I watched it for like 15 minutes and I started to get a headache because every single commercial and all the little promos and everything is like, oh, we're the NFL. We love niggas. We just want to do everything (laughs) black and right and ooh, BLM and oh my God, Martin Luther King is my homeboy. (laughs) It's like all of this. But it's so also gross because yeah they spent millions of dollars and like years blackballing Colin Kaepernick yeah court cases lawyers the whole yep. thing 
just to realize that they were about to be on the wrong side of history and that everybody's money is green and roll out this whole spread of like pro BLM pro you know but they never said they were against like police or anything like that they're Mm -hmm. not crazy yeah Mm -hmm. don't get too wild right they followed the NBA and they put the little sayings on their stuff like oh you know (laughs) <laughs> let's be friends you know in racism <laughs> we're all in this together we're all in this together <laughs> and they even had a kumbaya moment where all the that. players from both teams Kansas City and like Houston went to like hold hands and were like we're gonna have a moment of silence to all our homies that's gone but then the raggedy ass fans decided to boo girl like loudly you could hear it on the replay on TV and it wasn't even that many of them had been there so they were extra loud right just booing so right but Kansas City and all the people who live in it because they're racist number one also the NFL is trash number two absolutely also fun fact that I got this is a late fun fact update Mm -hmm. beep 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 update my husband told me that the new Madden 21 is coming out Mm -hmm. and apparently there's a version of the game where you can play as Colin Kaepernick I think I kind of saw that get mad like that's so terrible that's terrible I saw that on Twitter actually you saw that on Twitter it said like welcome back Cap I was like scroll scroll I can't do this it's so cringy now (laughs) He did, him and a couple other players did get a settlement. The amount was undisclosed, but I hope it was for like several hundreds of millions of dollars because this is just disrespectful. Mm -hmm. On every single, on every single level, this is disrespectful. (laughs) Like, So Colin Kaepernick was right and y'all spent all this money saying, oh, he was right, but he he still don't got no job? Yeah, he still ain't got no job. Mm -hmm. They still, and they still weren't like, oh, we was fuckboys for that one. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Like, no, they're just gonna act like they mm-hmm. act like none of that happened. Like mm-hmm. nobody saw it. They even pulled Alicia Keys out of hiding to sing the <laughs> you know the Black National Anthem, and I was just like, what is this? Did she? I missed that. It was at the very beginning. I saw it on the internet. Like, I totally missed that. Oh my part. god! The only good part was Chloe and Hallie because. Oof. We stand young queens. The NFL doesn't deserve them, honestly. No. No. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have did it, but hey. Also, tiny point. Mm-hmm. Some people noticed. I noticed. I thought it was funny. Depends on where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. That the Kansas City team name is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Be it derogatory or not. Nah. Mm-hmm. But they put into racism on top of it. Like... Yeah. The oxymorons of it all. It's like tone deaf much? (laughs) Yes. It's dumb. I hate it here. Yeah. I hope everyone like but people are gonna watch it. People are gonna watch it. Yeah. They're not gonna not watch it, but I think that would be the only way for them to stop is if like people stop watching and talking about it. I don't know. (sighs) That whole like 
Hold, linking arms at the beginning of the stupid. like what it was the don't last, waste our time bro it Stop was giving it. very much vibes from the last day of church camp like <laughs> stupid stop being performative it's we know so you don't care it's just so i don't know shut up and dribble i don't know <laughs> <laughs> whatever yes laura ingram but no <laughs> but no but yes we don't yeah, care like, if you're gonna beat your chest to your racism like at least stand up in it don't Ugh. kowtow at the end and be like who we didn't need right. it we love y'all blacks like what yeah i i don't want to hear at this point like i don't believe you i don't want to hear it i don't see your in racism kansas city chiefs i don't want to see that <laughs> the owners are caught on tape talking about how like what did they say it was the houston team owner he did whatever Oh, it was like, oh, we can't let the inmates run the prison or something like that. Yeah, I heard about that. And all of them, let's don't forget people, all of the team owners, except for I think one or two, donated millions to get Cheeto elected. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. So yep. next time you want to buy a jersey, or even some stadiums are letting people come in, like go to the game, or even pay for an NFL Sunday ticket. That yeah. money you're paying, part of it is going to reelect Cheeto. Don't forget. Oof. Don't forget that. Don't forget. Mm-mm. Also, Texas, y'all, the last day to register to vote is coming up. I want to say it's October 5th. In my spirit, I think that's the day. But. Yeah, I think that was yeah, from the next It's October 5th. Mm-hmm. So don't sleep on that. You got like two weeks. We gotta get them out the paint. Yeah. Oof. Got okay, to. I feel better. You wanna end up some good news? Some sort of good news? Yes. Some melanin popping, 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 popping. Okay. Popping, 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 Good news is Naomi Osaka. Our good sis. Woo! Who Serena United queened princess yeah yeah we ride for her always mm-hmm. um this whole time during the u.s open she has been wearing face masks with the names of you know black people killed by cops racial injustice by the state um you know she had brianna taylor trayvon martin mm-hmm. um george floyd What's the kid? Isaiah. Don't give me a line. Ahmaud Aubrey. And who was the guy from mm-hmm. Colorado? Isaiah. Um, Elijah mm-hmm. McClain. Elijah McClain. Him. That story is really mm-hmm. sad. But. Yeah. <clears throat> she's been wearing this mask. You know. And of course, white media. Oh, what? She's making a statement. Oh, this these blacks, I guess we have to say we we don't like it when blacks get killed by the cops. They've been doing that, you know. But in any case, you know, she's bringing awareness to the cause and, like, everything that's going on. So shout out to her for that. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, the parents of Ahmaud Aubrey and Trayvon Martin posted videos, like, thanking her for, you know, bringing awareness to what happened to their kids mm-hmm. and just keeping the movement going in her own way, you know? Right. Um, I think it's important to note that, too, 
Naomi herself is half Japanese and half Haitian. Mm-hmm. And grew up in America. And there's like, there's an article we can do too where she talks about like experiencing racism from her Japanese relatives and like just in her life, you know? Yeah. So, can't leave that out of it. Um, she also, the white people had the whiteness because they Ugh. can't help it. It was one. I saw that video. <laughs> it was cringy. It was so bad. It was one. I think she was an ESPN reporter. She was like, ooh, how do you come up with the names? Whose name are you going to wear next? And it was like, uh, are you trying to guess who's about to get shot by the cops next? Like, that, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, are you just. It was so bad. You're going to guess who's like, going to end up being a victim of like, police tonight? brutality? Yeah, like, like, what? This is not a fashion statement, <laughs> actually. <laughs> It's not the white women had to white. Ugh, oh my god! But anywho, shout out to Naomi for doing. Shout that. out to her. You know, tennis. I never really. I from what I do understand about like U.S. tennis is that it is a very like racist space. Like we treat how they treat the you know the king, the god Serena. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. We'll accept. I accept. I love it do more yeah. she's actually can we google it really quick naomi is playing in the finals today Let's i see. hope she wins let's google it real fast what's the score i don't know it's going on right now live yep yeah, it's live i can't tell Ooh. who's winning because Let's i don't see. be knowing the score oh um it looks like wait is no. she losing final I don't know that's right now live it's, it's live right okay. now yeah I don't know I don't know how they score it I I don't know how they score it either I know we ignorant on this show uh, write us if you want to teach There's... us <laughs> how to win tennis I don't know <laughs> how to, to tennis yeah like how to tennis to hope she wins I hope so uh, so silence all the haters you know go off we love her shout out to her we love a young sports activist. Mm-hmm. Who didn't just shut up and dribble, you know? Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. made her point known. She did. She handled that lady's comments very cool. Because I would have She really... Like, <laughs> she was cool about it, you know? So. We love a gracious princess. We'll a gracious it. princess. She got she to gotta hold the gap open for Olympia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She got to Y'all saw the videos. Olympia's backhand is already flamed, so get ready. Anyway. We got, how old is she? She's like three she's or like four. three or four, but she's we like. Got, yeah, 10 years. She's like we killing years. the game. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, miss. You want to take a short break and then come back and talk about some spooky shit? Yes, please. Woo. <laughs> it's we're into the embers, miss. It's that time of year, you know. No, we are. Halloween is like a whole vibe. This we'll get into that. Halloween, later. This yep. Okay. Two seconds. We'll be back in two and two. Back. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're back. We made it. Made it back. Mm-hmm. We didn't die. <laughs> Which seems 
inevitable, but whatever. That was too dark. Too dark, too dark. Oh, well, we are heading into kind of the darkness. We are. Maybe there's some light. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know if y'all have been standing, but we over here at the Misses have been hardcore standing HBO's Lovecraft Country. Yep. I fuck with it. It's a great show. Heavily. It's beautiful black people being popping. Um, some of your faves are there. Journey Smollett, Ease Bayou. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, what was his name? Chalky White from Boardwalking Park. <laughs> Chalky White is there. And uh, Angela Bassett's husband. That's how I remember yeah. him. The queen father. But not really. Yeah. Oh, it starts on your faves. And... It's a TV. It's a TV series based on a novel by the same name, which was written by Matt Ruff in 2016. Disclaimer to everyone: No, I have not read the book. Nope, neither have I. I didn't even know the book existed. Yep. And every week I watch the show, I have to resist the urge to download the book and stay up all night reading it. So, in our research, I did come across some spoilers, but hopefully the book. The TV show is different than the book, whatever. In continuing, no. So the book explores the conjunction between the horror fiction of H.P. Lovecraft and the racism in the United States in the Jim Crow, in the era of Jim Crow laws, and is experienced by a black science fiction fan named Atticus Turner and his family. So that's pretty Atticus much Freeman. Freeman, see, that's already a mm-hmm. change. Atticus Freeman. Mm-hmm. And his family. So, um, it's that's pretty much what the show is about. So, also, no, we did not read the book. Okay, I have no point of reference on that. Um, I don't know what's in it, but we did. We started googling, and I personally have never read any of H.P. Lovecraft's writing. Miss, have you read any of it before now? Um, just kind of in preparation for, I knew of H.P. Lovecraft, of course, because we love like sci-fi, horror, fantasy. Um, So I knew of him, but I hadn't really read anything of his. So he was from the early 20th century. Okay. So that time in America, post-Civil War, big racism, all that. And he was a writer and he allowed his personal racist, sexist, and bigoted beliefs overflowing to his work. And it's unfortunate because his work became like extremely influential in the development of science fiction and horror as we experience it today. So mm-hmm. you can like watch some of your fave horror movies and like draw straight lines back to Lovecraft's work, like his earlier mm-hmm. work and I even saw some mention of like video games and like the mm-hmm. levels and the the big bosses and stuff are direct adaptations of stuff mm-hmm. that Lovecraft wrote about. So, yeah. Um, I did some find, examples, Miss. Yeah, some give us examples. Like examples that I read in a New York Times article. Uh-huh. Um, there that discussed Lovecraft and his influence. Um, the stomach monster from Alien. Wow. Okay. Lovecraftian. Okay. Uh, the giant squid from Watchmen. Uh Uh-huh. And then, of course, those, um, which I guess we might 
may or may not talk of it, but those monsters from um, episode one. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We don't we even talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spoiler alert. Yeah. We're going to let you know. Yes. Get Spoilers. Oh. If you haven't seen it, and you spoiler warning. This is spoiler <laughs> warning. We are talking about, no, not the book, but we are talking about the show up through episode four. Mm hmm. We haven't seen episode five. It comes out tomorrow. But everything in episode one through four, if you want to go watch it, turn the podcast off right now. Pause. Hit pause. pause, (laughs) Go watch it and then come back because we don't want to spoil anybody. But yeah, so um, where was I? Oh, I found an article that was written by Wes House for the Literary Hub. And he describes Lovecraft as being not only the modern Pope of Horror, but also it's Grand Wizard. Okay, Ooh. to the KKK. And he also, House also writes that in Lovecraft's 1912 poem entitled On the Creation of Niggers, that's hard R, the gods... Hard. Hard R. The gods having just designed man and beast create blacks in a semi-human form to populate the space in between. So we keep Googling... We find this poem, and not gonna lie, miss. At first, I didn't want to read it because I was like, "Why are we putting this down?" Like, letting people know. Yeah. But I feel sure. like we need to read it, especially yeah, because of where we are today, and just to like paint a broader picture of who this guy was, right? Right. And the type of things he wrote and got published. Right. So this poem was again from 1912. And I'm going to read it. You can Google it, but I'm going to read it just for, you know, so we know what we're dealing with, okay? Mm-hmm. So it goes, um, when long ago the gods created earth, in Jove's fair image, man was shaped at birth. The beasts for lesser parts were next designed, yet were they too remote from humankind. To fill the gap and join the rest to man, the Olympian host conceived a clever plan a beast they wrought in semi-human figure filled it with vice and called the thing a nigger hard r yeah so filled with vice in semi-human figure like that's where he was um, a beast a beast a beast so somewhere between Animal and human. Yeah, like not quite human, but not quite animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss, I was, was going to say, when I read that, I immediately <laughs> thought about the orcs. Yeah. You know, from Lord yeah. of the Rings, like, oh my God, this is the orcs. Mm-hmm. It's seeped into everything, guys. It's poison. Yeah. So. You know, I didn't even think about that actually, but I see it. Yeah, the orcs and the orakai. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How they come up on the ground and they're like, yep. sort of humanoid, but not quite. Right. A, a brown Oof. bear. Ugh. It makes you like re. That's absolutely like, right. All the stuff you saw, like, or read, or. Because he's so influential. Yeah. In the genre, right? Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> extremely <laughs> so that's him uh, don't download it <laughs> no, don't skip over that whole chapter and if y'all had to read that for school sorry 
So, Miss, you found some stuff, too? Um, yeah. So, I did want to... Um, so, like I mentioned before, um, I knew of H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. because he is, um, like, of course, the father of, like, horror. Um, and so I knew of him, but I don't... I didn't read any of his works, and I couldn't remember if I had, like if I had had access to like his direct content before. Mm-hmm. So um, I went ahead and read The Call of the Cthulhu, which is um, it's one of his short stories. It's, um, it's one of his most famous short stories, and um, it serves as um, kind of a template for literally the rest of the genre. Okay. So, and when I say genre, it's, uh, I'm meaning, talking specifically about like, horror fantasy so um so i wanted to read this short story because it was recommended by um the folks that actually at hbo um who wrote lovecraft country um they recommended this um for like background reading so i did this i did not buy this thank you uh public library for having this available so i could get it give his estate any more money so with that being said um so the call of the cthulhu written in 1926 published in 1928 again most famous short story um and it introduces the cosmic entity known as the cthulhu um structurally you can see how um how the story is structured is basically um like the um i said progenitor earlier it's like like the progenitor of like the horror structure um so the whole story is kind of dark and foreboding um so the reader is following the the narrator as the narrator is discovering um what would be kind of at the end of the film, what would be the horror, which is the Cthulhu um, entity. So the the narrator is talking about how through clues and um, research and traveling kind of around the world. Um, it's okay, take your time. Um, <laughs> they're learning about how this the Cthulhu figure is um, impacting like humanity, mm-hmm. and um, and how humanity is responding to um, the intervention of the Cthulhu, and so as we're like getting pieces of um, what the narrator is discovering, so it's like dark, and then it gets into like um, the occult and um and then it gets into um how like lovecraft is described is describing um different people groups and their like interactions with cults and the cthulhu's influence um and so one just the structure of the um just the structure of the short story itself is very reminiscent of like what you would expect of a horror film so um 
dark foreboding. You're going kind of on a journey. You're encountering kind of in the impact of the the horror figure, and then eventually you impact you um, you uh, kind of confront the horror figure, mm-hmm. and then the results kind of in the end. So just the structure itself of the short story is kind of how all most horror stories are configured right. these days. You slay the beast, and now you're like the baddest bitch in the town. Um. Well, this story isn't quite like that, but, but sort of, yeah, it's, yes, kind of. Okay. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit darker, Mm. uh, the results at the end. You can spoil it. I'm not going to read it. What happened? Well, um, the narrator isn't the one who, the narrator ends up discovering what the Cthulhu is, Mm -hmm. um, but he learns that through the journal of or Norwegian sailor who actually uh, interacts or confronts the um, Cthulhu. And so um, the Norwegian sailor kind of escapes in order to, of course, someone has the right to tell. So he escapes, but everyone else in his crew um, uh, perishes at the hands of Cthulhu. And it's like so horrible and terrible. The sailor goes insane. um, And... Uh, and so that's kind of and so at the end the narrator is like I've discovered too much and so we kind of get the sense that the narrator is going to go insane as well and so, so kind of like when jo- <laughs> if you know the show or the the film um, In the Mouth of Madness didn't see it no okay mm-hmm. I was about to say something um, ignorant about Game of Thrones oh like like whenever whenever um whenever they go and they send uh, Gendry when they're fighting the Night King north of the wall and he kills one of the dragons and they send Gendry back to the town to be like the Night King is coming in his run mm-hmm. <laughs> like that like this is Gendry's tale of what he saw and it's like uh uh-uh, uh this shit is crazy the Night King is real like get out get out get out or no yeah was that too far left <laughs> no it's not no mm-mm also for no. Game of Thrones but <clears throat> okay no miss use that reference no miss I, when I think about it I think about the trash ending and they just get mad <laughs> Fair enough. Don't like, do, let's not dwell. No, let's no, not no. Dwell. <laughs> I just get mad all over again. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, okay. So okay, that's that was so that was kind of the the structure of the sto- short story itself. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually found it quite enjoyable, like the structure and like just kind of seeing kind of an early, mm-hmm. like an early horror structure. Um, the rest of it was racism. So. Um, like through and through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so he just got, I so I took down notes on um so Cthulhu's uh like the people who worship Cthulhu mm-hmm. and wanted him to return to to um you know the land of the living basically. Mm-hmm. Um they were described as um mongrels who oh, were wow. infinitely more diabolical than the blackest of the African voodoo circle. Sheesh. Um, so these mongrels were 
um, this part of the story um, tells about people who were in like the Louisiana swamps. That's so, true, yeah. so they were mongrels because they were, you know, um, inter they're interracial basically. So, um, and they practice they practice acts of of worse than the blackest of the African voodoo circles. Um, he describes <laughs> devil worshiping Eskimos. What? Uh, in Greenland. And at a certain point, he describes nautical looking Negroes. What does that even mean? Uh, so those <laughs> they had all were, sailor suits. <laughs> no, like black folks who worked at at the docks, basically. He blames the nautical looking Negroes for killing his uncle. Wow. So. See, that's why I never read it. Like, I never... <laughs> the Lord knew not to send me to that section. I never read any of his stuff. Like, so, okay. um, So I thought that was... I was like, okay, well, yeah, I can... I can, I can see um, yeah. how... Like, I can see how Lovecraft country um, would be in the, like... I can see how it's subverting, um, you know, how it's subverting some of these tropes um, in in Lovecraft's work. It was also, um, so this is kind of also racism, but um, it was kind of colonial. So, um, and by colonial, I mean, if to kind of, get a little bit into spoilers which I know that we're gonna do right you know right after this but um like in episode two at um if you recall episode two when um Uncle George Atticus and Letty get to Ardmore Manor um and they're like they if you remember they're in their rooms mm-hmm. when they're locked in their and, rooms but not really, um, really huh I'm sorry when they were locked in their rooms sort of by that force field but not really yeah yeah and like how the all the white men were like looking at them and like mm-hmm. watching them suffer and mm-hmm. it was kind of like that like voyeuristic like we were like the narrator and like the reader were kind of as these mongrels and like devil worshipping Eskimos were doing their um like their whatever ceremonies and things it was very like like in the way that um, Lovecraft described these different people groups, it's very like the dark, like the darkest of Africa. Like I'm this, um, you know, this white man is like looking at these primitives and kind of watching them and, you know, looking down on them. And um, it felt very similar to, um, to episode two specifically with uh, um, with those scenes, yeah, um, in Ardmore Manor. So whenever, whenever uh, Atticus was fighting the Korean lady, and that's the part you're talking about. Those yeah, parts where they were they so were that, locked in their rooms, but the people downstairs, like uh, Fitz and them, were watching. Right, they were watching what was going yes. on upstairs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was really gross. It was very gross. Yeah. So especially like that, very... Betty's nightmare. That was really gross. Like uh, that was awful. It's 
terrible. So we'll get into that though. Yeah. So Lovecraft, paternalistic, voyeuristic, exploitative, racist. It's just big racist. <laughs> um, generally gross. Don't download it. <laughs> generally gross. Skip that. If you can get around that, the you know the story itself, that was fine. Okay. But I think that's an argument like a lot of people make about his stuff like Yeah. Sure it's racist but it's entertaining. Yeah. Did he but I think that's what we were talking about before the show, why it's to me important that we continue to highlight authors like Nettie O'Corfor and mm-hmm. you know the black writers Absolutely. who are turning that stuff around and making Science fiction. Oh, Miss Ann Horror. Um, Miss, what's her name? We hung out with her at the con a few times. Dicey. Oh yeah, Gray. Yes. Dicey Gray. Let me get her name. Yeah, let's don't say it wrong. She's another Houston local. Um, she writes vampire, werewolf type sci-fi. They're really good. I only I only read the first book though. But I really did enjoy it. What's her name? Miss Dicey. We are off task. Uh. It's gonna come up so fast. Watch. 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 Oh man, Miss Dicey Grainer. Grainer. Dicey right. Grainer. She's at Dicey Grainer on the Twitter. Yeah. Also follow. But yeah, she's an attorney by trade. Oh, she has a podcast now. Oh. And she wrote the narcoleptic vampire series, and other erotic SFF horror books and shorts yeah I read the first book about the narcoleptic vampire and it was really good so check that out shout out shout out to her shout out to Nettie but we did a whole episode on her so yeah I know how we feel about that (laughs) we did but yeah no it's I think that's why like because agecraft's like work is so prevalent and every single movie that's at the movies like right and every show on tv it's important for you know black writers and even you know other like non-white writers to tell these stories too you know without all the over racism and you want to be able to read and enjoy, especially if you like genre like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be able to read it and enjoy it without having to hold your nose. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So. Exactly. Because yeah. um, you can appreciate, you can, we can always appreciate a story that's like well told. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing like the Call of Cthulhu is really well told. It's just, I talking about mongrels and devil worshipping Eskimos and stuff is just a lot for me to yeah. it's a lot to get over yeah Ooh. okay so what about the show miss I love the show huge fan also Atticus is daddy you heard it here first he's 
quite attractive. <laughs> I said it. Okay. Um, they hating. And it's like it's so awkward when he puts his little old glasses on. So cute. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's his name in real life? See, this is how we get off task. What is his name in real life? Uh, Miss Um Rough Test. So what do we kinda just to set up the show with I think you did that it follows um Atticus Freeman, his family and friends as they kind of navigate Jim Crow era. Yeah. Um It's they're in the northeast. They're in Chicago. They're in Chicago. It takes yeah. place so, uh, takes place in Chicago uncle and then George, goes into his uncle has um northeast. It's a it's an auto repair shop. It's a bookstore. Mm-hmm. It's called the Safe Negro Traveling Company, and it, from what I understand, he goes around him and his wife. They go driving around to like places that are safe for black people to stop and like lodge at, eat at. Um, I like green the green, green book. book. Yeah, they mm-hmm. write their own green book basically. Um, I also tried to place the time period i don't know if they have really said it but we know it's post um korean war or was it conflict miss okay so tangent tangent my grandfather it's it's 1950s miss it's the 1950s yeah Mm -hmm. um and this is like also like i think in one episode they talk about how like Martin Luther King is like this new uh, freedom mm-hmm. fighter. They don't know how they <laughs> what they think of him yet. So that kind of plays right. it too, like it's pre civil rights movement, post, right? You know. Um, but yeah, they even so. But you want to talk about what like themes or what you had some themes? Yeah. So, um, the show really talks a lot about. Um, it focuses on Atticus Freeman and like his his immediate family mm-hmm. and then Atticus Freeman's like lineage so mm-hmm. um, so family was it's a pretty important theme um, kind of well family and I would say community probably family slash community yeah um, because most of it focuses on, um, like I said, the Freeman family and then Letty, who is kind of childhood friends with Atticus, who's our, our main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we look at Atticus's relationship with his uncle and his, his father, mm-hmm. um, his relationship with... Rich, with Letty, and then his relationship with his mother, who yeah. we um, we don't really encounter because she's dead, you know, yeah. by the time of the story, and um, and that's where we discover that Atticus has this like secret lineage of being descendant from the Braithwaites, um, from Titus Braithwaite, who apparently was a colonialist, like imperialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, awful slave cult owner. witch leader. Like, 
Um, yeah, I also, Miss, they also talk about, um, with family, they go talk about Letty as well, and her and Ruby, and mm-hmm. their brother, and, you know, the beef between those families. We don't know a lot about it, but I'm sure, like, there's more there. I'm sure also this week, on this week's episode, yeah. we're going to see more of that. Yeah. Letty and her siblings have a really complicated relationship with each other, and a lot of that has to do with her with Letty's or their mother mm-hmm. um, we don't have a whole lot of backstory yet on their family um, but like you said I think that we'll probably get a little bit more into it um, and I think that Letty doesn't have she doesn't have the same father as her siblings do we know that we don't know that yet we don't know that that's we're my assumption that. yeah <laughs> we're, we're assuming because sometimes and I appreciate the show for writing this. Lady being her light skin feelings. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, not so much. So, I think we're going to see more of that, though. Miss, what other um, things did you notice? Yeah, and so, to kind of... So, it talks a lot about family, but it's it a little bit broader about, like, community. Mm-hmm. Specifically about, like, the black community in, the, in Chicago. So, it's... Um, the Chicago parts are based on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that's where, um, like, Atticus um, and his family have their, uh, like, their homes and their businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, what I really appreciated about, like, the community aspect is that it, it really, the show really shows, like, it feels like the set is in a in the black community in the 1950s right. on the south side of Chicago. Like it's, um, like we saw the like community gathering where Ruby was up there singing. Yeah, and the block party, yeah. And the block party. And we see how important, um, with the Freeman book, Auto Shop. Yeah, the, uh, the Safe Negro Traveling Company. The Safe Negro Travel. We see how important that is. It's like on the corner of mm-hmm. the of the block, but it's also like a cornerstone, like for the community. So we see a lot of them like in her, um, hip. Was it Hippolyta? Is it Hippolyta? Hippolyta. Hippo- see, I don't know. I yeah, her the wife. Hippolyta, who is her, Atticus' aunt. Does he call her um, her Uncle wife? George's wife? Yeah. Um, we see her like we see the. Like community members interacting with her and um like they seem like you know like the backbone to that at least that particular like block if not the entire community mm-hmm. so um but with the music yes. um the hairstyles the, the outfits, man. The outfits yeah. it feels very like very um authentic like authentically black mm-hmm. Um, which I really appreciated. So yeah. And then when oh, I guess we're skipping, oh, we're skipping around the episode. Um, I mean, if you just want to talk about, let's talk about the episode. I think that'll make help you like help us stay on task and like make our points. So okay. Um, I noticed in the episodes, like each one to me kind of pointed to a different type of sci-fi horror genre like each episode if you took it separately away from the group so miss like let's just for the first episode i we were talking and that one kind of reminded me of like 
the hero's journey type. Mm-hmm. I don't know what do you want to call it trope theme. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's when we meet Atticus. We learn that he, you know, really likes the sci-fi stories. We also learn of his internal turmoil. He can't find his dad. Yeah, he's been missing for however long, and he goes and tells his uncle, Uncle George, and him and Letty, they all pile up in their car, right, mm-hmm. and they embark on this journey to find his dad, named Montrose. Montrose, mm-hmm. A.K.A. Chalky White. <laughs> they go. They go on their journey to like find him and find what all these secrets are about. You know, when Atticus gets to the Chicago from Florida, wherever he was coming from, he asked around town. They were like, oh, yeah, I saw your dad. He was with this, you know, rich looking white man. And then he's like, you know, like you could tell, like now he's concerned, like, oh, damn, what was he doing with them? You know, so he's right. on this journey and like he's looking, he's searching, he's searching. And miss, that's when we get. Um, so they. They're driving and they come across all their challenges, the roadblocks. They stopped at the one diner that mm-hmm. Uncle George thought was a safe diner to add to the Green Book, but apparently it got overtaken by the Klan because they burned yeah. out the old building, right? They basically yeah. chased out of town. You know, um, we're reminded, the viewer is reminded about sundown laws and sundown towns. Yeah. Um, that whole racist history like black people could come to the town to work but by the time the sun goes down you have to disappear because crime allegedly oh we learned about that even though this, uh, the even police though, were the ones that instigated right right like they're committing yeah. all the crime but they're committing all the crime which yeah. brings us back to our <laughs> our very what our second or third story from today but okay um Mm-hmm. But they um, that's missed when they come across those beasts in the in the woods, those like vampire dogs. Shogoths. The show is that what it was? Oh, shogoths. The shogoths. Miss, I did notice that the shogoths were white. They were. I appreciated that. I guess that's. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the book or what, but they were, they were creepy white dogs not like dogs thought that was interesting they're huge like gelatinous looking gross multi-eyed all the eyes were nasty white vampire dogs and did you notice they had like arms but then they had like arms underneath their titties like what was that them things were nasty (laughs) I I looked away at one point I was like okay (laughs) but we're still reminded and a general theme I noticed in this show, Miss, was that, sure, all this horror is completely frightening, but, like, the racism is worse, right? Mm-hmm. Because even while they're trying to run from the show gods, or even before that, the cops are basically chasing them out of town and stopping right. them, and they're like, well, I guess we have to hang y'all niggas tonight, whoopsie-daisy, right. and then the show gods pop up. And the, they start chasing everybody, and instead of the cops saying, okay, I'm not going to try to kill you, let's survive this, they're still hell-bent on, you know, 
their maintaining their like yeah supremacy over them yeah like maintaining their exactly miss like Mm -hmm. there's a part where one of the cops is bitten and he starts like i guess like a vampire to transform Mm -hmm. into one of the show gods and Atticus and Uncle George are like, yo, you need to kill him because he's mm-hmm. going to attack us. And they're like, no, he's my white brother. I can't. Oh, and right. then, of course, he turns into a Shogov, eats the other cop in half. <laughs> like, But they could have avoided that if they just, you know, stopped being racist right. for like 30 seconds and shot the guy. Like, So that sends him on this whole path. Miss, do you have anything else you want to say about episode one? Um, Before we get into episode two, I think they're pretty much no. one thing I did notice about episode one, bringing it back to Cthulhu, mm-hmm. was in the very beginning, we're jumping all over the place, but you get the vibe. In the very <laughs> beginning, Atticus had his dream and he's on the battlefield, and the big, yeah, assuming Cthulhu was or whatever monster pops up mm-hmm. this, and he's killed by uh, Jackie Robinson with a baseball bat yeah I thought that was amazing I was like oh yeah. wow so that's something I noticed yeah uh, well that's the character that well I guess that's what comes up in a later episode oh okay they're like yeah like yeah. a young Jackie Robinson kid yeah he pops up and he's like mm-hmm. Oh, not only did I break the color barrier, I just slayed mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was great. I like that, and I was like, okay, I can watch the show. I'm into it. So, um, so then the episode two, the if you want to give it like another overline trope, is kind of like the kind of occult what you were talking about. We learn that um, the father he's fits from scandal. I don't know his name on this show. <laughs> Something Braithwife. Whatever Braithwife. He's the dad. Mm. And he is trying to open a portal to the Garden of Eden on Earth. Right? Did I understand yeah. that right? So that leads us back to our like conversation about you know the different types of tropes. Like that's our occultish episode. Like witches and witchcraft type why would you want to open up a portal to the Garden of Eden on Earth? But I think that points back to something you said about them being like colonialists. Right? And something... I kind of also thought about that when we were reading the poem too, like, oh, they want to be like the first man. Like, that's what they're trying Mm -hmm. to do. They're trying to get rid of everybody else by... I don't know. I didn't get that. Mm -hmm. I guess I need to read the book, but... I can see it. It's the desire to like. Well, one, it's. um, I mean, they've always been trying to find like El Dorado in the (laughs) right. You know, right. Um, Right. So, which is colonial? Um, Super, extremely. But that's another episode. Yeah, but that's like their whole. mystic order is to well I thought what was really interesting is when whatever Fitz's name is yeah <laughs> Fitz whatever him when he was describing he never um, made it to Vermont when he was describing 
um, like their their order, like everything has its place, mm-hmm. and you know, God made Adam, and um, you know, and then after Adam was Eve, and then the animals and the things, and like everything about everything about which his order is like the order of the ancient dawn. Um, everything about that is very white supremacist based. It's also very like patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's super exploitative. Um, because, yeah, because in episode two, they, the reason why, um, Atticus and his family are there is because the order of the dawn, the ancient dawn or the sons of Adam, they kidnapped, um, Montrose, Atticus's mm. father, and so they kidnapped him um, in order to draw in um, Atticus because Atticus is the descendant, or like the last male descendant of uh, Titus Braithwaite. Mm-hmm. So Fitz <laughs> Braithwaite. We need to find his name. <laughs> it doesn't matter because he died. He got turned he died. into stone and blew away. Yeah. Well, whatever. We don't mourn him. No, he did. Don't. He did. Um, so Fitz Braithwaite and <laughs> he actually has a daughter who well, we'll talk. Christina, we'll talk about she her. She said something interesting in this episode that jumped out to me. She was like, "Cause uh, I think Atticus or somebody was like, oh, so are y'all like the clan or something?'" And she was like, "Oh no, they're too yeah. poor for us. They're we too poor be associated with that type of filth." And I was just like, "Okay." Those are just, like those pores. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, what? <laughs> All they want to do is burn crosses in yards. We're trying to open up the garden. Oh, uh, yeah, on that bitch. Like, yeah. Okay. They don't have the vision. You know, no, they don't have the. They don't have the vision. They don't have the range. <laughs> no, they don't. It was stupid, but I liked it. Yeah. So, um, so I think Atticus that was this is, episode two, though, wasn't it, Miss? What's then, that? Isn't this also where we also? Because this is where I got confused. I was like, well, if if they believe that Atticus is the last living descendant, wouldn't they? Why didn't they go after his father? Like, why didn't they? Because it was through his mother. It was through his mother. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I did. Yeah. Right? Okay. His Atticus's mother is a descendant of the Braithwaite. Okay. Okay. So we don't know how Atticus's she died. Great great grandmother times whatever was a slave to Titus Braithwaite mm-hmm. and she was impregnated not by choice. Not by choice. Um, no, no, she no. was impregnated by Titus Braithwaite. Now this the what we what I think was the deal was that um she I think that she was like and correct me if I'm wrong, but she was a witch or she had some sort of powers or something. I don't know because when the portal opened up, we see her and we see we her see running her through the house. Pregnant. Pregnant, running through the house. But she took one of the books. She stole one of their books. And I feel like she learned, you know, whatever mm. they were doing because she must have put some kind of protection on, you know, her descendants because... She did. They yeah. told us earlier in that episode yeah. that they tried to do that same thing with like somebody else like a hundred years and ago. And it didn't work. It didn't mm-hmm. work and the house burned down. Same thing that mm-hmm. happened in this episode. It didn't work and the house mm-hmm. burned down. So Right. That's what I thought. I thought she had something to do with the house burning down mm-hmm. because nobody else made it out but her. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I want to know so much more about that. I don't know if we'll see it this season, but I think, yeah, so many questions. Um, um, so this episode was really heavily family oriented or it's like really revolved a, lo- a lot around family because we learned that Atticus and is it, you know, Atticus and these like white Braithwaites are related mm-hmm, and like are Christina related. is very much like Atticus, you're my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> but it was weird. She was like, Atticus, you're my cousin. Let's fuck. And I was just kind of like, relax. Like, I, I didn't get that vibe this. I didn't like it. Whatever. I um, didn't get that vibe from her. I totally got that She's vibe. just creepy. She's too creepy. But also, how was the show goth in the cow? What? Oh, that was disgusting. What the fuck was that? Or did she like? I think a, she was breeding them. Did did she put a spell on the people to make them think it was a cow? Or how did the show oh. get into the cow? I think she was breeding them. It was nasty. Period. Like that was another moment. Where I was like, Christina's a pretty powerful witch. Apparently, according to you know what we know about her so she far, she's also very. Miss, would you say Karen? She, <laughs> yeah, she's all the white women in the pussy heads. Like she's Karen, capital K Karen. Like she, she wants to get her, you know, go to her rightful place, but not through being mad at the people who told her she couldn't, like her father and them. She's gonna, you know, trap and imprison and threaten black people. <laughs> like she. Instead of taking up her beef with her dad and uncles and whoever else, she's like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll destroy uh, Atticus and them lives and play games with Letty's life. Like, she's not a real person. She doesn't matter. That leads us to episode three. That does lead us to episode three. So, mm-hmm. episode three's trope theme, whatever, to me was kind of like Haunted Mansion. Like, Haunted House type. I love this mm-hmm. episode, Miss. But it starts out with um, Letty believing that her mother left her an inheritance and she buys a house for her and her sister. But we find out that the inheritance was actually money from the Braithwaites, from Christina. And the only reason why is because Christina wants the house because she thinks that some, um, oh, what do you call it? It's like a... It's like a model of the solar system, but it has two suns or whatever. She thinks she believes that it's in the house, but we find they out call it an Ori, but yeah. it is a it's a model solar system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally the only reason why she wants her to buy the house. But also in this episode, like it's the house is being haunted by spirits, but the spirits are people who were kidnapped from the south side of Chicago, brought to the north side of Chicago where the house is only to be experimented on by someone else who was in the Order of the Ancient Dawn, like very Island of Dr. Moreau type body horror, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And they haunt the house trying to get the man's evil spirit out of the house. And it's that whole thing. And then also, but while all that is going on, while the house is being haunted, the racists across the street strike again and... You know, they honk, they put bricks on their horns, so their horns honk all day and night. They broke the boiler. They're just making, you know, Liddy's new house. She they can't even lit be a great. cross yeah, on they, the lawn. Yeah. You know, Liddy gets arrested, obviously. 
you know, but also in the episode we find out that much like the clans, there's different like branches or like <laughs> different lodges, lodges of the yes. order of the ancient dawn. But apparently, uh, what's her name? Christine has beef with them too. Yeah, she's got beef with everybody apparently. But um, I thought that was cool, Miss. And then, is there anything you got to say about that episode? Episode two. Um. Well, I. Um, so this is episode three was the second time. So like you said, miss, the ghosts were haunting the house. Mm-hmm. They were angry, of course, cause they were trapped and tortured there. Mm-hmm. But then they, they were also like, um, at the end when, so when Letty and Atticus were trying to, with the help of a, like a, another, um, a woman who did magic, um, no, when they were fighting, I, I thought she was the girls, like a voodoo type, a vo- like a voodoo, pre- yes, with the <laughs> the goat blood that also yeah, allowed uh, Christina to not walk up in the house because she tried, you know, yeah, she put a protection over the house, which I thought was tight. So, um, the um, so the ghosts sort of at the end when they were fighting um or when the ghosts were kind of being riled up um they actually letty kind of called upon them because they were all you know Mm -hmm. they were all black Mm -hmm. spirits so they kind of worked with letty to expel the um the white like torturous ghosts from the house yeah and so after that like we see like the next episode but then kind of immediately after that the house was like calmed Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Letty wasn't being haunted anymore, right? Which I was like, it's another callback to like the like the ancestors from um, from episode two with like Atticus's great mm-hmm. great grandmother when helped him escape the house. It was kind of similar to that, like you know the elders, the ancestors helping the from beyond the grave. Yeah. So and then I guess that brings us to episode three. Four. 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 Mm-hmm. Four, which is kind of like we we're talking, is kind of like um, real Indiana Jones type vibe. Very Indiana here. Jones. They have to they have to find a secret symbol in a museum on a statue and the moon has to shine over the, you know, to see the portal, the entrance to the portal, which seemed like they were walking like into the depths of hell i don't know yeah which very temple of doom very very temple of doom um i thought this episode was cool honestly it was kind of my favorite i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. it was really cool the adventure because of the action the action Mm -hmm. um and just like all the mystery like they're going down into the tunnel but they don't know which way to go the bridge disappeared yeah you know the only thing oh also we find out that so Letty's elevator in her house actually leads down into this tunnel that's supposed to be underneath the museum in Boston. Yeah. Did I read that right? They drove all the way to Boston. They did. I think that's what happened. I wasn't sure if it went to directly to the house, but yeah, it had to because Hippolyta was the one Hippolyta and her daughter were left in Boston yeah. while the other like the other folks 
who had gone through the adventure and they, emerged from the elevator yeah, they just took were in the Chicago. Elevator back upstairs to Lenny's yeah. house. Like, and that then, was so bizarre. It, and then she said, I think Hippolyta said, well, did they say how they got back to Chicago if I still have the car? Right. And I was right. like, oh, damn. And then there was also a part in the episode where... Um, the water starts to rise in the tunnel and then they see the dead bodies mm-hmm. and lady was like i think those are my neighbors also the missing from neighbors too mm-hmm. yeah they came in the house while they were the white neighbors from across the street came into the house thinking they're about to beat up lady and Atticus and whoever else is in the house mm-hmm. they come in the house with baseball bags and the spirits kind of like beat them deal up. with them yeah they kill mm-hmm. them basically and miss yeah. the last scene of the episode is them being in the elevator taken all the way down to a tunnel but we don't know where that is but now we right. know it's in boston apparently so ugh, i love it yeah i love all the little easter eggs ah i love all that yeah i feel like i need to go back again and watch every single episode and like look for clues it's so good yeah but miss final thing Okay. Or maybe not. <laughs> I can talk about this all day. When Chalky White... Okay, so they go and they find the missing page, right? From the Book of mm-hmm. Souls or whatever. they Book of Names. The Book of Names. Yes. Mm-hmm. Christina, in her pussy hat, goes and threatens Atticus. And is like, you're going to go get that page from me. Because if you can find it, then we can blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. She's telling him to go risk his life for her. Right. But, he's curious so they go and they look for it and that's how they embark on this whole journey but like they get the pages and then it reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean like they get all the way down to the tunnel and there's like a room of skeletons yeah and they're frozen in time looks like it looks like there's some um, native people because they talk about yeah. how um, Braithwise went to was it Grenada Guyana. Guyana. Mm-hmm. And he, like, basically killed everybody there. A la Christopher Columbus type shit. Yeah. And they find this priestess who's a hermaphrodite, actually. A two-spirit. Two-spirit. And mm-hmm. she she wakes back up, and I was like, yes, because she knows how to decipher the pages and code all the things. They bring her back up the elevator. She's chilling with them in Chicago, eating carrots and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Chalky White killed her. What? Yeah. Why you think I was like, like what is this about? <laughs> I, I think he did it because he doesn't he's either he's scared for them mm-hmm. and he doesn't want them to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why he did it. We're going to find out this week, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I this shit took a turn. I didn't expect him to do that. I didn't expect that either. I think that if I had a theory I would say it's because he wants to keep them safe I would say and not like not out of a malicious thing you we know, hope not. because he had that other book from Uncle George and burned it and burned it yeah but it had all the like info in it why'd he burn yeah. it they need that I hope Chalky White's intentions are good but I don't know I hope so I also don't like that Ruby was getting sexed up by the brother I don't like that Will really he's up to no good. Because he's, yeah. He's literally up to no good. And she's so unsuspecting. Like, she has no idea yeah. what's in for her. I'm concerned for my sis. <laughs> I'm scared for her life, I'm actually. I'm really concerned for her. 
<laughs> you know, in my head, I call him like Eric the Vampire. Yes. <laughs> yes. He kind of looks like Eric, and he kind of looks like a vampire. He also the wigs are trash, but yes, their lace is not laid. Um, they didn't have my girl Alonzo laying the invisible lace on the set. I don't know when these movies Who's, who didn't have good wigs miss all of them their wigs are trash all the breath wise mm. are you kidding me oh damn oh i don't pay it they look terrible <laughs> like how do instagram girls have better lace than y'all i don't understand help me understand because <laughs> <laughs> i get so mad at that in movies like they spend all this money you know and all these millions, millions, millions of dollars, but the wigs always look like they came from Party City, and I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me mad. Um, but that's not the point. But yeah, the show is great, Miss. You have some wild really theories. Good. I have one, but I don't know how good of a theory it is. I don't know, Miss. Share it, Miss. I think the silver car. I think I didn't read the book, so. I think it I think it might be more important than we think. I think it might be a spaceship. Hmm. It has like or maybe it's possessed or something, but it has properties. I know it. Okay. You know? Okay. And I think that I also think that Hippolyta mm-hmm. is somehow involved. I feel like she knows more than you know. You that think? she's letting on because when they went to the um, the planetarium, she mm-hmm. was telling her daughter about the comets and she was she knew about that model of the solar system. Like she she was already she did. So I feel like she knows a lot more than she's letting on, and hopefully we'll see some of that. And I, I hope also, so. I also she was like, so interesting, or she is. Yeah, she like is a really she turned character. the car around. She saw the map. That yeah. her daughter found in the glove box and was like, "Where did you get that? What's that? You know?" And they go, they're going to Artem. I can't wait. What are they going to find? Oof. I don't know. I'm also very scared for their lives. That's yeah. No, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> so, no. I'm very scared for their lives. Not by yourself. What yeah, like, not by yourself with your like nine year old daughter. No. <laughs> and are they going to run into uh, the brother and Ruby? What's going to happen there? And are they using Ruby to get to Letty? Is that what they're doing? Is that like are they using Ruby as a pawn to get back to Letty and like Atticus because they know she's like friends with them? Or I whatever? think so. Ugh, I hate it. I would think so. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it very. I don't like, like it at all. She accepted his drinks, girl. You knew you was wrong. You should be like, uh, uh-uh, I gotta go walk my cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like she said at the beginning. Uh, I can afford my own drinks. Thank you very exactly. much. Exactly, but then what happened? Like he put a spell on her or something because that is not how that was supposed to go. No, <laughs> I was holding my TV. Run, run! Oh my God, yeah. Molly girl, you in danger? <laughs> I know. Exactly, exactly. Oh my God, I'm so concerned for Ruby. <sighs> what shout I will to say actress, is, though. I like her sorry, too. I said shout out to that said, actress. I like her too. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. I know. Whoever, listen, as a big titty bitch, whoever sells her clothes, wow. Can I just, maybe I'm too well done. Broke. 
because seamstress. Oof, the titties be sitting <laughs> and them shirts be perfect. I just gotta <laughs> say. But um, I don't really have board. any. I love this show. I don't know if I have any um, spoilers or anything, but no spoilers, but theories. Theories, yeah, any theories. But the only one is. Um, about Atticus's mm-hmm. parentage. Oh, so yes. Uncle George is not Uncle George. Mm-hmm. He's Uncle George, George is Papa George. And I think and that's part of the reason why like Chalky White hates on him so hard. Because he knows that. He knows. Papa Montrose. Yes, Papa Montrose. Um Papa Montrose, his uncle Montrose. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Montrose prefers the company of men. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I don't know if they. Yeah, had, no, that's fine. I don't know if they had some kind of like arrangement. Arrangement. <laughs> yeah. But so, is that why? Also, why Montrose hates on um, Atticus like so hard? I feel like that's why. Like, there's a resentment there that is just unnecessary. But Montrose probably wanna, has his reasons. You know? I want to learn more about that whole situation. Like, what happened? Exactly. You know what went down why was this situation the way it is as mm-hmm. opposed to like you know what we imagine it to be where uncle george is like really in love with atticus's mother and you know well but that's uh, how it made it seem because when yeah. in episode two two they were mm-hmm. watching uncle george's memory mm-hmm. terror fear and it, it seemed like that was atticus uh atticus mama that he was dancing with that wasn't hippolyta that was atticus's mama yeah yeah so what's the tea there? Yeah, we need more that. Tea. I want to learn about that whole situation. I know. And then, but it also wasn't okay to be like you know it wasn't okay for Montrose to be who he was back then. Right. You know? No, it wasn't. So assuming there was like, maybe there was the something there about protecting him. Yeah. You know. Um. Also, you're right, Letty's parentage, because I think. The show was intentional on making her light skin and her brothers and sister mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And I think that Yeah, there's something there. There has to be something there. Like we don't And Ruby says when she's like having it out with Letty, she says, You don't even carry mama's last name. Yeah. She said that. Yeah. So a lot of more family stuff to learn oh about. Drama. How many episodes mm-hmm. is this season? Oh. It's eight I or ten. Know. It's probably not a lot. Dang. It has to be the 8th or 10th. I can't wait. Like, I want to go watch it right now, but it's not. <laughs> Miss, is that the end of the show? I think so. Miss, this was great. I'm really excited about this show. Um, as soon as it's over, I'm going to go download the book and read it in one day. And I'll report back on the differences. <laughs> between Matt Ruff's book and what we see here on the TV show. I can't wait. I hope they don't do that thing that we hate and like split it into three seasons. That's gonna make me sad. I hope they don't do oh. that. I hope not. I really hope they don't do that. But we know HBO. They can pull a they can pull a watchman. They can pull and a knock it out the park. And not do exactly like because I think that's when they start messing up when they try to make it too many seasons Game of Thrones mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. let it end where it's supposed to end like don't draw it out but yeah also 
Well done, Misha Green. Well done, her mind. At all. Her mind, her mind, the vision. <laughs> I love that they bring in current music. Mm-hmm. You know, that conveyed the feeling of the scene that was taking place mm-hmm. in the 50s. I love that. It also points to, like, how we didn't, like, move on. We're not move on, but, like, we haven't really evolved past. We're still having these same arguments. We're still having yeah. these same problems today. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. interested to see, like, what other current songs we get in the episodes. Um, I just feel like there's so much symbolism also that I'm not picking up because, yeah, again, guys, y'all know this podcast is ignorant. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like there's so much symbolism that I'm not even recognizing because I need to do more research. But it's a great I show. Feel the same way. Tens across the board. Um, ten, if ten, you, ten. If you don't have HBO Max... <clears throat> Come closer. <laughs> if you don't have HBO Max, wait till all the episodes come out and sign up for the free trial and then just watch them all at once. Boom. Boom. Done. But also, Ooh. there's places you can find the episodes. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> also, Miss Tomorrow, 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 Tomorrow is the T H E E versus battle of all time, niggas. Get ready. It's about to be Pale Bell versus Gladys Knight. <laughs> be there. I liked I liked Brandy versus Monica, but I didn't like that Monica came with an attitude. If she was that mad about it, she could have stayed at home. That's it. Well. That's it. And that's <laughs> that on that. I didn't understand like why she had to sit there scowling the entire time. I didn't get that. But whatever. That's that. Miss, where can the people follow you? Follow us on the social medias at BLK Mrs. Pod. That's Twitter. Um, and Facebook.com slash BLK Mrs. Pod. On Instagram, we are T H E E BLK Mrs. Pod. And then you can always email us at blokmrspod at gmail.com. Yes. If y'all have theories, send them. If y'all have more Please. about the symbolism that I missed, because I know I missed mm-hmm. a lot, send it. We'll share it. Um, if you have questions, send them. If you just want to talk about how much you hate it here, we, we accept that too. Because we understand. Same. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a wrap. Yep. Let's get out of here. It's dinner time. Oh, all right. Bye, girl. Let's see if Naomi won. Hopefully, she did. Oh, I hope so. But yeah, that's all I got. Bye, Miss. Bye.